From WGVU, this is Focus West Michigan for February 12, 2024. I'm Joe Balecki. For our main feature today, Shelley Irwin talks to the AARP Foundation's Sam Helmrich about free tax preparation for those who qualify. Also, students at Knapp Charter Academy in Grand Rapids are celebrating Black History Month in a special way. New gun laws go into effect this week in Michigan and more state and West Michigan news. Focus West Michigan is brought to you by listeners like you. To support this show and everything we do, visit wgvunews.org and click the donate button. Students at Knapp Charter Academy in Grand Rapids are celebrating Black History Month in a special way by putting on their own living wax museum. WGVU's David Limbaugh spoke with the Academy's principal about the event. Principal Jeannet Madrick says the idea for a living wax museum came from the desire to teach the students at Knapp Charter Academy about Black History Month in a way that would help immerse them in the lives of historically significant individuals. Creating memories and history for themselves, but while learning. Students were allowed to pick a person of history historical importance on their own or from a list of over 100 different individuals. They will then research that person's accomplishments and contributions to black history. The student will then portray the figure they chose as a living wax figure, teaching other students and their parents about their role in black history. And there's going to be a star that's going to be placed right in front of each student. And then as the visitors come in, they'll step on the star, and that's the cue for the students to begin to share information about their black history month figure that they selected. Some of the figures at the Wax Museum will include Rosa Parks, LeBron James, Malcolm X, and Kamala Harris. Madrick says it's an experience she hopes both students and parents think of fondly when remembering the importance of Black History Month. I just feel during that whole experience and then them actually portraying that in word and performance almost, that's just going to be an experience that they're going to take with them forever. The Black History Month Wax Museum will take place on February 22nd from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Knapp Charter Academy Gymnasium. The public is welcome to attend. I'm David Limbaugh. Starting tomorrow, Michigan residents with children in the home will need to start locking up their firearms. New safe storage laws taking effect tomorrow would set legal penalties if a kid gets a hold of guns in the home, causing an incident. Grand Rapids Police Chief Eric Winstrom says he hopes it doesn't get to the enforcement stage of the law. We had four kids walk into a public school with a handgun last year, and the, and the message was then, secure those guns, secure those guns. And of course, we're, we're here now spreading the word uh, as well. So I think the message has gotten out there. Critics of the new law question their effectiveness, since the laws would mainly punish people after an incident occurs. Other new state gun laws, including some that would allow for courts to suspend someone's gun rights if they're deemed a threat to themselves or others, are also taking effect tomorrow. Tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary of a tragedy that occurred at Michigan State University. Last year, on February 13, a gunman entered campus, killing three students and injuring five others. MSU is not holding classes tomorrow. Rather, the university is holding several events to honor the victims of the shooting. The school has a day of service planned through the afternoon. Later in the evening, MSU is hosting a remembrance gathering and candle lighting ceremony. Interim President Teresa Woodruff says the MSU community is continuing its healing journey. All of us, including myself, are on different paths, uh, have various different emotions. I think for all of us, we're looking toward the future. And certainly as Spartans come together to hold each other up, I think that is part of what Spartans do. Woodruff says MSU is in the process of selecting a permanent campus memorial to commemorate the February 13th incident. She says a decision could be made later this year.
The West Michigan Sports Commission is reporting 2023 generated the second most tourism spending in its history following 2022's all-time best. WGVU's Patrick Center has the story. The West Michigan Sports Commission has been generating economic impact through sports tourism for the past 16 years, hosting youth amateur sporting events at Plainfield Township's Meyer Sports Complex. Each year is going to be a little bit different in terms of how many events, the number of visitors that are coming in, and then, you know, the hotel room night and the spend. West Michigan Sports Commission President Mike Gusweiler explains an industry calculator is used determining economic impact. So our number of events were higher than 22, but the concentration of athletes or participants and spectators at those events were slightly lower. Hotel nights decreased 27.7% from 2022, but visitors spent more money. The spend, because of differences in some calculations and inflation and and some growth in the per spend per family, did grow our economic impact. 121 sporting events generated $87.9 million in estimated economic impact, a 2.8% decrease from 2022's $90.5 million. Gus Weiler explains fluctuations are expected. He performs an annual review re-examining events and consider what events, old and new, will continue growth into the future. I'm Patrick Center. The Michigan Senate Education Committee is set to hear more testimony tomorrow on bills to screen students for dyslexia. Colin Jackson has more. Bill sponsor Democratic State Senator Jeff Irwin says it's important to make sure people don't fall through the cracks. It's important you know, statewide priority. It's important for our literacy scores. It's important for workforce development, but it's important to these real people. And to have those real people show up in committee and tell their stories is really powerful. John Severson with the Michigan Association of Intermediate School Administrators agrees catching dyslexia is important, but he says lawmakers should focus on getting schools resources. The reality is when you don't have the people, um, you got to be very cautious on how you deliver this type of bill. Similar bills have stalled in previous years. I'm Colin Jackson in Lansing. The attorney for the father of the Oxford High School shooter wants a judge to forbid certain testimony and witnesses from his upcoming involuntary manslaughter trial. This comes after a jury found the shooter's mother, Jennifer Crumbly, guilty of identical charges last week. Prosecutors accused both James and Jennifer Crumbly of ignoring signs their son had mental health issues, instead gifting him with the handgun he used to kill four classmates at Oxford High School. The parents face separate trials. James Crumbly's begins next month. But his defense is arguing the same point his wife's attorneys did, that certain evidence evidence could unfairly prejudice a jury against their client. That includes graphic pictures and video of the killings, and testimony of the students who were shot during the attack. Each charge of involuntary manslaughter carries a maximum 15 years in prison. Jennifer Crumbly's sentencing is set for April. Biden administration officials are again pressing Russia to free Michigan native Paul Whelan from prison after recent comments made by Vladimir Putin. Paul Whelan is serving a 16-year sentence in Russia on espionage charges he vehemently denies. U.S. officials also say Whelan is being wrongfully detained. Numerous federal officials and members of Congress have called for Whelan's release. In a recent interview, Russian President Putin said negotiations for a potential prisoner exchange that would free detained journalist Evan Gerskovich would probably be, quote, crowned with success. But there has been no agreement yet. U.S. State Department officials countered that Gerskovich should never have been detained in the first place, and again demanded Russia release him and Whelan. In the past, the U.S. said Russia had repeatedly rejected what officials called substantial offers to gain the Americans' release.
A bill introduced by Democratic Representative Samantha Stecklov of Farmington Hills aims to protect milkweed. It got a hearing last week in a Senate committee. The legislation would remove milkweed from the state's list of noxious weeds. Stecklov says reclassifying the plant is a vital step toward conserving it. Milkweed is the only food source for monarch butterfly larvae. This is how we get our plants pollinated. This is how we get our food. This is so imperative to the agriculture and to the future of Michigan food source, along with many other things. The bill remains in the Senate Local Government Committee, but Stekloff says she is confident it will reach the governor's desk, given its bipartisan support. Shipwreck hunters have discovered a merchant ship that sank in Lake Superior in 1940, taking its captain with it during a storm off Michigan's Upper Peninsula. The Great Lakes Shipwreck Historical Society announced Monday the discovery of the 444-foot bulk carrier Arlington just north of Michigan's Keweenaw Peninsula. The Arlington was fully loaded with wheat and headed to Owen Sound, Ontario when it sank on May 1, 1940. All crew members survived except Captain Frederick Tady Bug Burke, who went down with his ship after ordering it onto the open lake during the storm. Your Tuesday edition of the Shelley Irwin Show. We put the spotlight on the Grand Rapids Symphony, plus the latest when it comes to Michigan State University and the anniversary of the shootings. That and more, that's tomorrow on the Shelley Irwin Show from 9 to 10. Thank you for listening. It's tax time, and preparers on behalf of the AARP Foundation are offering sites around West Michigan to help those who qualify. WGVU Shelley Irwin sat down with District Coordinator Sam Helmrich to talk about who is qualified, where to go, the need for volunteers, and more. Two things in life, death and taxes. There we are. It is tax season. We talk about it with those who are involved, those means you, Sam Helm. Rick, let's bring you up to the table. You are the AARP Foundation tax aid guru. You, of course, district coordinator with the foundation. Lots to talk about. And of course, taxes, one of our uh, biggest uh, take-home messages. Sam, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. It's a timely interview. It is a timely interview as uh, most of us by now have uh, all the uh, the paperwork ready to go and then of course we go. Tell me more about you Sam and your role. Um, I'm the district coordinator which doesn't mean I'm the best tax preparer in the bunch though I'm working oh, no, on it. I was going to say you were but oh, that's oh, okay. Well, working on that but um, we have AARP Foundation's got eight sites and we, we range all the way up from Montague down to Holland. There's a companion or cousins, the VITA program, um, run differently, but um, very similarly. Many of us help at both. And they have nine sites all in Grand Rapids. Um, there's a lot of sites, and it's all free. People don't realize it's free. No, thanks to uh, AARP, AARP. So this is AARP Foundation Tax Aid, free tax prep services. You mentioned the sites. Who exactly are you serving? Um, well, the mission is free tax service for those who need it most. Well, let's define that. We don't turn anybody away, and that's the biggest difference between us and the VITA program. We don't turn oh, in anyone. In the what program? The VITA, the other free tax program, yeah. Um, and I really can't speak for them, but I help them, too. I volunteer there also. So... Um, other question. Let's see. We were at yeah. Who you, do um, we serve? You're serving. No one's yeah. turned away. Average household. Yeah. AGI. Um, average household AGI last year was twenty five thousand. I think. Now the Vita program does have limits. Um, 
um, adjusted household can't be a certain amount. The AARP does not. Um, but most of the people we serve are the ones you'd expect, the people lower income or the elderly or both. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. Here's the blunt question. Do you need to be a member of AARP to use this? No, and the volunteers don't to be, need to be members either. A lot of them are, but um, it's sponsored by AARP Foundation. But um, no requirements. We will serve anybody that our tax training has prepared us for. Nice service. Thank you. Let's dig into who are these volunteers. Oh, my goodness. It's a, um, a very broad group of um Let's see, I've got ex-high school principals, accountants, nurses, truck drivers. Um, If you aren't afraid of a computer, we'll teach you how to do taxes. Would I ask then, do you need volunteers? We always do, but this year it's too late to get trained as a tax preparer because we've been working on it since end of September. Yeah, with the new people. And you did, it, it, we're so embroiled in doing the taxes right now, we don't, wouldn't have the time to train. However, I sure could use a couple IT people. Um, and I'd love names of people who'd like to help us next year. Good. Appreciate that. You are certified by the IRS. Expand yeah. on to that. Yeah, each year, every preparer, both us and Vita, have to pass the test. And it changes a little bit each year because the tax changes each yes. year. Um, we have to pass tests, and we study hard for them. Um, and it is IRS certified. Yeah. So your volunteers uh, are required to take yeah. this advanced test, not just the basic. Right. Um, well, uh, you're you're well uh, certified and trained for sure. Do you, you, don't, you don't sneak in and do taxes with us. No. Well, pretty important. Thank you for that. Do you also use volunteers in other ways? Oh, yeah. The, when people first walk in, there's the greeters and the intake people, and they help you get organized and get everything in order so that when they hand you over to the preparer, it's time efficient and they can get a lot done. And they are so crucial. And you don't have to have tax preparation experience in that. And we can always, this year it'd be a little hard to train again because we're already immersed in it. But man, I'd love to have some names for next year. Nice. Do most people. Let me think about some back behind the scenes questions. Do most people get refunds? Well, last time I looked, I think about two thirds of the ones that we have served have. And it all depends on their personal situation. And we can't tell them until they come in and let us work on it. The big, it's funny how people will walk in and they'll say, I'm here for the Michigan credits. They know that the, the federal, they're not going to get anything, but the word is spread that the, the money's hidden, as we say, in the Michigan credits, the property tax credit and the heat credit. And if you don't file, you don't get it. Sam Helmrich with us, District Coordinator, AARP Foundation, Tax Aid. Yep, talking all things taxes and help for you, thanks to the foundation. All right, who should file? Everybody. AARP Foundation believes that if you don't file, even if you're not getting anything back, mm-hmm. you don't. It's your best way of finding out if someone's been using your Social Security number. Um, but again, people don't always need to file, but they should file because you don't get those Michigan credits unless you file. And there's other credits, child tax credits, up just going through Congress and changing, and earned income has become a big deal. And if you don't file, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Now. A lot of people don't have to file, but they everyone should file. Yes, thank you for that. All right, um, let me get into uh, more specifics. How do people actually get tax appointments? So you're ready to go. You've got your volunteers. How am I going to get helped? 
Okay. Each site has got its own phone number. Um, and I, I, th- I was told that by your producer, Shelley, that you'll have those posted on your website. I think whatever Joe says he'll, he'll get, we'll talk right. about those numbers. Some sites I know filling up, right? Oh, yes. The, uh, Wyoming site's almost full. But the library, the main library downtown, that fancy old wonderful Ryerson Great building, history. and they give us the old reading room. I mean, I swear we all need to dress up to go do taxes there. But um, we have added a whole bunch of new preparers, and we have a thousand spots open yet. Yeah, come on down. If we're going to use a service, uh, are there other things to be aware? Well, yeah. Remember, we're all volunteers. Really, every person you will run into is a volunteer. They could be in Florida. They could be playing pickleball, but they are donating a good part of their winter to help with this. So treat accordingly. Um, Be patient. Be kind. We're volunteers. We're doing the best we can. But when you make an appointment, yes. don't make an appointment before you know you've got all your paperwork. You know, because, you know, you know what has happened in the past, and some, pe- some people know that, oh, I'm never going to get that form till the end of March. Don't make an appointment before that, because you don't want to have to come back, and we don't want to s- sacrifice another slot mm-hmm. um, for that. So make sure when you make an appointment, it's safely past where you know you're going to have all your paperwork. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, I'll, and don't be a no-show. Oh, please don't be a no-show. Um, it's so discouraging. Our people, like I said, have been training since September. We're sitting there um, giving up a good part of our winter, and people just don't come. So um, so if you, for some reason, can't, you've made an appointment somewhere else because you could get in sooner or whatever, and please call. Remember to call the other places that you might have made appointments and cancel. Then those, those spots can open up to other people. Here we are, still early February. How long will this go on? Well, we go right up to April 15th, that magic date. And, and do uh, remind me of the magic date. April 15th is a what this year? Oh, I think it's a Monday. It a Monday? It's a little different each year depending upon Washington, D.C. holidays and whatever. So okay. it's often the 17th, but we think of it as April 15th. So April 15th is a Monday in this 2024. I'm writing down here, taxes due. <laughs> Shelly's writing it in her notebook. I, yeah. Remember, taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I do that. Go to work. Oh, no, we don't get that specific. <laughs> All right. Um, so bottom line, take-home message, you still could use some IT help uh, as a volunteer. Uh, always. Um, but right now what we need is filling up those spots at the Grand Rapids Main Library and some of the other sites for these volunteers who have given an awful lot already to be ready to do taxes. One more time, best resource for me to find out more information? Um, I've told by your producer that they will have the phone numbers for all eight of our sites posted on Shelley's website. Great. And, of course, AARP Foundation for yes. more information as yes. well. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Uh, We'll call you Sam Helmrich. Thank you for your, uh, were you a, in, are you a CPA? Um, why is this no, so important to you? I was a nurse. I was a realtor. Um, yeah. yeah. We come from everywhere. That is kind of what, what life's all about. Thank you for this uh, uh, opportunity to uh, match make with those needing help and those giving help on behalf of AARP Foundation. Happy tax day to you. Bye-bye.
This has been Focus West Michigan from WGVU for February 12, 2024. I'm Joe Balecki. Our audio operations manager is Rick Beerling and our news and public affairs director is Patrick Center. We'll be back with more news and events in West Michigan tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.